Yeah, yeah, definitely. So then we need somebody to look up to for who working hard and that shit paying off and they stand down, bang, you yeah. know, keeping faith, whatever, whatever. Definitely look to Ed, man. So, yeah, never give up on yourself, bro. A lot of us, you know, look up to you from a distance or up close, you know, for our own inspirations and keep us motivated. So, yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey Whoa, whoa Hey, hey, I'm winning regardless Welcome to the Dreams by Any Means podcast I am your host, Ed Doxon And first and foremost, I want to thank you for tuning in to today's show Which is episode two, Move Around Today I have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, Mr. Monte Mitchell better known as Mitch. Hey, appreciate you for having me, man. Already, I'm bro. excited for this one. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm excited for this. So, you know, this is the second episode, and um, pretty much this platform, what I'm using is to pretty much highlight people in my life that really represent what it means to chase their dreams by any means. For sure. So, you know, I think you have a story that many people can relate to, that many people can be inspired by, and um, we can just get right into it. Well, yeah. Tell people your story, you know, where you're from, what you got going on, and things like that. Okay. Um, yeah, so originally from Norfolk, Virginia, uh, well, I was born in North Virginia. Um, I spent, uh, it's kind of crazy um, knowing you from D.C., knowing you through our good our good friend, yeah. Kenny B. Um, I actually spent a lot of time in Maryland uh, in my early childhood. It was like maybe like four or five years in Maryland. I uh, moved back to Virginia, um, South Norfolk area, Chesapeake area. And uh, then I spent like my middle school, grade school in Virginia Beach. Okay. And... Through Virginia Beach, uh, went to high school, played sports, uh, then went to, went on to college, Hampton, Virginia, and just recently, 2015, um, decided to, you know, change my my scene, change right. my scenery right. um, to Miami, Florida, and I've been here ever since. Yeah, and you know that's how that's how I'm rocking right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Beautiful place, you know. Yeah. So so talk about that, you know, going from Virginia Beach to where we're at right now, North right. Miami Beach. That's a way different. Different level. It's a different beach, different yeah, sand, sure. different sure. everything. So sure. so tell the people a little bit about how was that transition coming from a small town as Virginia Beach to Miami, but also talk about some of the lessons that you learned in Virginia Beach that you carry with you here today in Miami. Gotcha. Beach. So so as far as like the the transition. Um, I feel like I was looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, and and like like I say this when I was in I was finishing my undergrad at Hampton, and uh, you know how you had those uh, credit uh, credits that you had to do like internship. Yeah. And do like four hundred hours or something. Right. right. <laughs> and uh, I was just at that point when I was even told that that's something I had to do to finish out my undergrad. I was like, well, I gotta go somewhere. I gotta make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at LA, Cali. Okay. I'm looking at New York. I'm looking at Miami. I'm looking at Texas. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just looking for a large sports market. My undergrad was sport management. Um, I, I was, uh, I had a minor in business management, and then my major was sport management. Okay. And I'm looking at these larger uh, cities so that I can basically tap into their sports markets. And I was just like, you know, whatever is the first opportunity, I'ma take. I think. When I started looking at them, I started applying for little stuff. I got a phone call the next day from, um, it was like a high school or something in, in, uh, in L.A. Yeah. And they wanted, like, I guess something to do with, like, you know, like their sports, their sports program in the high school. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? It, it just didn't sound like it was me at that second. Mm-hmm. But literally, maybe like two hours later, I got a phone call from a situation in Miami. 
and I was just like the way that it was presented, and I and I that's the, it goes to show like at this point in life I understand how important that is is the presentation right. on something, mm-hmm. um, and the way it was presented to me, I basically was like I'm ready to I'm ready to catch that flight to yeah. come see you and check you out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, basically, long story short, I took that opportunity and transitioned myself. So. Uh, the transition was I was expecting more yeah. no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, Understanding right. where I was coming from, what I was doing. I had always had this open mind, and I had always um, knew that there was more. Uh, my uh, my mother, she's originally from New York. My father from Jamaica. Yeah. Um, so they met, you know, my whole family pretty much was, was, was raised up in, in New York, Brooklyn, right, New right. York. So um, we always traveled back and forth, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I always understood where I was living and, and what was out there. Okay. So I always understood, you know what I mean? And then having that stint in Maryland, we, my father, I believe, had a space in D.C. Um, at the time. So, like, I always seen a lot more. I right. understood there was more. Right, right, right. So the transition was, it was it was what I was expecting and what I wanted and mm-hmm. what I was looking for. Um, as far as growing up in Virginia, um, it's, it's, it's definitely something that's, that's gonna stick with me for the, for my life. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Like le- life lessons learned yeah, yeah. In, in Virginia. Um, uh, originally, like I said, originally born in Norfolk, Virginia, mm-hmm. which is um, a totally different scene from where I grew up in grade school. I was raised in grade school. Okay. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Um, my my family, they pretty much always, you know, coming from what what they were doing. You know what I mean? And, and my my father and my mother, coming from there lives and how they grew up mm-hmm. they always knew what they wanted for us so right. I, I always know that I, I keep that in mind that i know that they wanted a certain life for us you know right. what i'm saying right. they did anything they could to either keep us out of the hood keep us out of you know what i'm saying yeah. like uh those those troubled environments mm-hmm. um you know what i'm saying at times like we living in you know what i'm saying like all of my family all my aunts all my 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 grandparents and my mother you know what i'm saying all of us and all the kids in one crib, one crib just so okay. we can be in you know what I'm saying, on the outskirts and yeah. not, like, inside of a, a inner, you know what I'm saying, inner public housing or some shit like that. Right. But, um, but you know what I'm saying, it's just kind of natural genes. Like, my father was my father was a big dog, you yeah. know what I'm saying? My father was a hustler. Yeah. My mother, she, you know what I'm saying, she got her stripes and, and whatever she was doing. So, mm-hmm. like, that's just in our genes yeah. and, and naturally in our, in our blood. So, I was able to, you know what I'm saying, I had that in me to be able to tap into avenues that, you know what I'm saying, it might not have been the best. It might not have been the best interest for my life, but it it, it made me and shaped me into the person that I was in today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, my experience in lesson learns in Virginia, is, it, it goes, it goes, you know what I'm saying? It goes deep, and and, mm-hmm. and, and I learned a lot through life by basically um, being in certain environments that I was in right. through that. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I think um, something you mentioned, I heard you talk a lot about family. Uh, family structure, being inspired by your parents. Um, yeah. Something that I think, you know, a lot of black males specifically growing up is that they're not exposed at a young age to what's more out there. Right. So, you know, you moving away from Virginia Beach and kind of being down here in Miami Beach, coming alone, how does, talk about, you know, what does family mean to you and how are you dealing with, you know, how do you deal with being away from family but still hustling, still getting it and yeah. make your family proud? Because a lot of people usually just don't go away from home because right. they may not want to leave home. It's their comfort zone. They make it homesick. You know, the yeah. whole nine yards, but Talk about how your family plays a role in, like, your grind. Yeah, so, like, so, growing up all my life, um, 
kind of like how I just touched in, mm-hmm. uh, like being surrounded by my family, having that support system yeah. by my family, it always pushed me out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It always made me, you know what I'm saying, let me go outside, let me hop off the porch, I'm right. going to meet other people, you yeah. know what I'm saying, like I got a lot of family over me all the time, mm-hmm. let me get outside. So like at a young age, I was able to get outside or go with my older brother, you know what I'm saying, and, and actually um, see see what's out there and not just be confined in home. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess that kind of led me to a point where I was like, I need to get out. I need to get out of home. And it pushed me away from family a lot. Um, I say like from 18 years old on, I haven't, I haven't lived with my family. I haven't lived okay. with my mother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, from, from the moment I graduated high school, I've always been out, outside of my mother's home. Mm-hmm. And, um, I want to say, like, moving down here was not strategically placed, but it was something that I put in my mind. Like, I need to get out. I need yeah. to create my own family to, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to set a foundation and obviously tie, connect connect my, my family back in full circle. Right. And it wasn't until this past year that I understood um, how important it is to to connect that family at all times no matter what no right, matter right. what you're feeling if you pushed out or you want to do your own thing um my sister passed away in august in mm-hmm. uh, 2020 yeah and um excuse me september 2020 yeah she had a car accident in august and um for me dog like literally that literally changed my whole perspective on the meaning of family and, and what's important to mm-hmm. um like 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 What's what's what really matters in life? You know what yeah. I'm saying? And what? Yeah, you always say yeah. You wanna you wanna uh, you wanna continue to strive and be successful to put your family in place. You wanna continue to um, do all of these things for a legacy so that your yeah. kids can have you know generational wealth and all these mm-hmm. things. We talk about it briefly and it's cliche. Yeah. But it wasn't until that those moments with me understanding like I can't get on that phone. You know what I'm saying? And, and I've had people. Uh, around me before it passed away but like it wasn't until that the, that moment that I understood like what this means yeah. and what it's going to do and the domino effect and how it's affecting my family mm-hmm. still to this day right now yeah. um how much that means how much family means you know what I'm saying yeah. and um I have a whole I have a whole different outlook on uh-huh. family and what I how I want how I want my uh family fellowship to be mm-hmm. on a daily basis you know yeah. what I'm saying and uh, but but family mean the world to me, and it's hard right now for sure. Being awake, um, you know what I'm saying, like strive and continue to wake up every day. Right. You got a goal, you got a process, you got a business you created yeah. um, that you gotta you gotta keep up. Um, but at the same time, you you got focuses. You know what I mean? You got you got focus on what really matters in life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Family gonna always be there for you, no mm-hmm. matter what. Yeah. Um, certain things are replaceable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Steph, material, we don't even got to get into that. Like, right. You know what I mean? Materials, obviously we understand what that means. So like, as much success as something could bring you, uh, family is, 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 it overpowers that. The yeah. love, you never, you'll never be able to have that love, um, be able to match, you know what I'm saying? Right. Unless those are all in accord for me, mm-hmm. personally. That So so that's how, like, my morals and how it's aligned for me and how, how I set myself up. Yeah. Aspect. Yeah, and I know that's part of the sacrifice, you know, when you're hustling. It's like yeah. you gotta be away from the family, you're busy, you're doing those things, but 
you know, it kind of goes into the next question of talking about your business. You know, when I think about Move Around, I think hearing your story now, right. it's easy to relate that. You know, I think Move Around has been your thing. Right. Your parents put it in. You know, you right. moved from Norfolk to Virginia Beach. Exactly. So your father was a hustler. Your father's from, uh, your father's from Jamaica, Jamaica and mom yeah, is from New York. So at that young age, you already been moving around. Exactly. So um, tell the people more about, you know, Move Around. Like, what, what is the company? What does it represent? Yeah, um, how so, things are going? So Move Around, um, it's, it's, it's super funny. When I, um, when I first moved down to Miami, I had an opportunity for an internship, mm-hmm. and like I told you, like when I heard on it, how 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 Buddy to this day, I, I want to say his name is, I don't want to get the wrong <laughs> name. I, I really can't remember his name, but it was the first opportunity I got. Yeah. And he called me, and basically we set up a meeting for me to fly down to Miami. Let me tell you how. Let me tell you how like on point his presentation <laughs> game is. He rented out a suite across from Triple A. Oh man. To have this. Interview okay. with me, oh, interview, you know what okay. I'm saying, so that I can basically he can attract me to mm-hmm. what he had going on. It was a startup business, mm-hmm. and at the time, how he presented it and how the setup was, it was it didn't seem like that. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't. I didn't get the vibe of you know what I mean of, of the reality of what was going on, right. and I was just to be honest, I was so I ain't gonna, I'm not even front. I was so when I got off the plane and I was in the taxi car. I didn't even use Uber back then. Right. I, I had a taxi from the airport to AAA across from AAA, and I was like Will so, Smith. Yeah, like I was so already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he didn't really even have to say much. But then when I walked into the suite that he had rented out and everything was decked out how it was, it was yeah. like this is it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I already knew I was there. So um, I say that to say that his presentation was so on point that like it t- it, content- it it took over basically the whole situation mm-hmm. um but moving forward so that was my first opportunity but when I came down here I understood that quickly understood and quickly realized this ain't going to be for me yeah. you know what I'm saying startup um I, I I understand what he you know what I mean what he needs and yeah I had an opportunity that I could have probably reached to be an investment of uh, re- be an investor in the situation or whatever you yeah. know what I mean because it was startup, but that's not for me, and that wasn't my plan, that wasn't my vision. So anyway, long story short, I basically um, started looking elsewhere to see what I could do because I still needed this internship. Mm-hmm. I got in contact with FIU. Um, FIU actually um, brought me in for an interview. They had a paid internship, so it was even better than the situation that I had just done or set up, which was just going to be an internship, me working for free, mm-hmm. setting up this dude's business, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, and they brought me on, FIU brought me on, did like a couple of months in and they, they fell in love. I fell in love and yeah. they hired me full time mm-hmm. with that. When you work at a university, you get that tuition waiver set up. So right. basically you can continue school. You can do what you need to do, um, while they'll, they'll pay for you to, mm-hmm. to do that. So, um, basically I'm working full time with FIU now, a couple of months in, um, the FIU, I go back home to graduate from Hampton, come back. Cause I I have this job now set up, so mm-hmm. now like I'm like all right, everything is getting moved down. You know what I mean? I got my situation set up. Yeah. Um, basically, it was one class. I think it was urban development, something something. It was one of my one class in graduate school. Basically, mm-hmm. that there was no assignments, there was no um, quizzes, there was no tests. There was one project, um, and basically you had to set up a master plan. Um, for basically uh, setting up a master plan to develop, not necessarily a business, but develop a um, 
impact a specific area with what you want to do. Okay. And he like the way the the way that he basically gave us the tools and stuff that he gave us. Um, I basically was able to kind of create this master plan around you know the tools and stuff that he set up and mm-hmm. told us we should you know suggested that we look into and look for and set up this master plan around basically what we're doing right now with moving around right. and it's crazy i got right. a like 50 page 50 powerpoint slide um mm. presentation master plan on this i think i i show i think i showed gordo this before um it's crazy so basically what we do uh we we have three def- we, we're a management firm okay and we basically have three separate industries that we are putting focus on in the world of impact today okay um, right now which is uh what we've been promoting our heaviest and what we kind of got a leg up in and groundwork mm-hmm. is uh, leisure service so okay. leisure service leisure is literally just um anything that you uh decide to do in your free time the simplest yeah, way right. to say it right mm-hmm. so um obviously miami the location that we at location is everything the location that we at is uh high uh world populated tourist um yeah. area yeah. so um that's, it speaks for itself as far as what we what miami uh attracts and what it has to offer towards what we're doing right and uh basically what we're basically stepping in to do is uh being a local foundation in the community um we're we're stepping in that placeholder and not necessarily travel agent and not necessarily um your tour guide or concierge we're literally just using the resources that we built around us to basically offer uh, leisure services to any client or any prospective client, friend, relative, uh, uh, anyone within the network that yeah. grows grows through your network, um, to be able to, to to assist you and aid your either your trip or just your leisure time. It could be a local client or a local um, anyone that yeah. that has time off and doesn't have access to a specific. Uh, realm yeah. and by that I mean yacht charters I mean jet ski rentals I mean um, private chef catering corporate events spa all vibes treatment, right <laughs> yeah. so all vibes literally in all different locations all different facilities within South Florida okay and what we really do and what we strategically try to do is partner with um, partner with the local uh, even in, I don't want to say like not not as um, not as uh, what do you call it when when something is um, highly uh, highly promoted or mm-hmm. highly like you know sought after? But basically, what we know are staples and what we know are uh, people that are looking for ways to bring volume into their business. Mm-hmm. We basically target those areas. Obviously, you know if the if if, if we see value in their business and we see right. value in their facility or however. We target them and we come with a plan to basically be able to partner with them to drive business for yeah. them, but also help us be able to offer as much as we can and have access to as much as we can. Right. So that's the leisure service uh, realm of it, mm-hmm. and that's what we're literally doing um, when it comes to move around uh, management, leisure service uh, package is right. what we're offering. Right. Um, as far as recreation, I have a large background in uh, sport management, mm-hmm. and, and I uh, my graduate degree was actually recreation and sport management. Yeah. Undergrad was sport management with a minor in business, and um, I have a I played sports all my life. Yeah. Um, so I have a I have a huge background in recreation performance mm-hmm. and um, any sports activities, and yeah. not even just sport activities, but uh, 
active, you know what I mean? Like, like social active um, recreation. Right. And uh, what we're doing with that is I was a director uh, for the city of Pembroke Pines okay. about and t- from a span of 2018, the end of 2018 to 20, t- 2019. So about 12, 13 months. Right. Okay. And um, basically, while I was working for that, for the city of Pembroke Pines, I basically was able to implement programs that right. the city was missing mm-hmm. or the city did not have in place. Adult sports, yeah. um, um, flag football in a certain uh, area, um, indoor soccer. It was, it was a number of things that I was able to pick and find and implement, but then develop right. and actually fill the need, fill the gap on what was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, so with recreation services, what we plan to do with moving around management is slip into the same thing without obviously being attached to the city how I was. Yeah. Um, and, and basically become more of a partner than an employee like right. I was. Right, right, right. Um, so I just look at it in that realm of what that industry is. And then facility services, my background from FIU, I was assistant director there as the um, uh, assistant director for facilities and operations. Yeah. Um, my background was basically, it's largely in that as far as um, uh, I don't want to say necessarily just events, but um, basically maintenance and and, and uh, maintenance and uh, what, what you call the words? I mean, maintaining. Maintaining basically <laughs> maintaining uh, this this the facilities yeah. and how you can develop them to use open space and create opportunity create. within those spaces. Right, right. So not necessarily architecture, but project management right. as far as you know what I mean developing that stuff and right. I and I love that and mm-hmm. I got a niche for that so that's another industry that I'm attaching to move around management okay. so we have these three pillars is what right. we call uh, leisure service uh, <coughs> recreation service and uh, facility service yeah. and that's move around management in a whole and where we continue to develop mm-hmm. leisure services right now is um, area of focus um, because that's where we kind of organically started and right. organically came from. And that is going to obviously lead into developing into the next phase, into the next phase, into yeah. the next phase. So it's a process, and I'm just enjoying the process enjoying right now. Yeah, Tony, you got it all mapped hey, out. Hey, like let's the do whole it. Night. You know yeah. what I'm Yeah, it um, <laughs> takes me to my next question. You know, we both have something in common. We both went to two HBCUs, yeah. Delaware State University, Hampton University. Shout out to the HBCUs. Yes, sir. And, um... Before I even met you, you know, we have a mutual friend, Kenny Brown. Shout out to KB. KB. Um, just watching from afar when y'all linked up, you know, immediately when I saw him, like, you know, this dude, like, he, he creating a vibe. Yeah. You know, y'all was having, it was yeah, normal, right. like, stuff at the house, but you had the pictures, the videos, yeah. the, you know, the candid photos. Like, I'm like, what they doing down there, you know? <laughs> so it's like, when I met you, you also had that same energy from, you know, the yacht parties and everything before moving around. So when I think about that and hearing about your past, and knowing, you know, the impact in the HBCU culture, what what impact do you think, you know, your HBCU has had on your business mindset, your outlook on the real world? Because sometimes, you know, it's, it's we get a bad rep that, oh, HBCUs don't prepare us for the real world, or yeah. HBCUs is just a party school, but you are one of many people that example of what an HBCU graduate could be. So talk yeah. about what Hampton's done for you. You know what's crazy? Um, my mother will attest for this. Um, Growing up, man, and I kind of touched base on it a little bit without mm-hmm. going into detail. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was rough around the edges. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like my family tried to do everything they could for me mm-hmm. to put me in position. You know yeah. what I'm saying. 
And I just, I had to see it for myself. I had to see life for myself. So mm-hmm. I, I was jumping off that porch. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I was jumping <laughs> off that porch. So um, before, and I was always good in school. I was, you know, I'm, I'm a smart dude. <laughs> so, like, I was always good in school. I would make sure I maintained those grades so that I can get what I wanted. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can do what I want to do without my mother on my back about grades. Mm-hmm. The last thing I wanted to do. And I had to keep up for sports. Yeah. Um, But, uh. Basically, I say that to say I lost my train of thought for a second, but I say that to say uh, going into uh, college, leaving high school to go into college, I was looking more so to get like kind of kind of not get away from my family or Mm -hmm. not get away from my mother. But basically, I wanted a little freedom. I wanted to, you know, I'm saying now let me do what I want to do. And it wasn't. And I actually wanted to go to Virginia State. Mm-hmm. I think we were just talking about yeah, this yeah. before. I actually wanted to go to Virginia State because yeah. I just knew it was like party. Right. You know what I'm I knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I would have a con- I had a conversation with my father, I believe, and uh, I was doing a lot of other stuff. Like I was managing my friends, um, my friends' music group yeah. uh, locally in the area, and I was doing a lot of stuff within Virginia Beach that mm-hmm. I wanted to stay closer to. Hampton just happened to be a little closer. Yeah. I actually uh, qualified for a grant, certain grant that they had, and it kept me, um, basically, it was able, because Hampton's a private school, right. so it was able to allow me to get into the private school um, with the in-state, in-state rate and, you know, and the grant that I had. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was able to, we were able to afford it. Um, but I say that to say, basically, I was going into college with the mindset more so like uh not necessarily to once i once i had those conversations not necessarily to party anymore or, or get away like i was mm-hmm. originally doing but yeah. more so like okay this is a business decision it's gonna be closer to home i'm gonna be able to boom go handle right. my stuff you know what i'm saying like i'm not really i'm not really gonna be focused on the interaction, the college vibe, because yeah. I had already tuned that out. I was able right, to right, tune right. that out. And going into Hampton, and I think I had went to pre-college. It was mm-hmm. pre-college. And, yeah. I, and I met basically kind of the groups like around. Like Summer Bridge. Summer yeah, Bridge yeah, I did the same thing. Right? <laughs> so Summer Bridge program, I went into them. And I was like, I got there. Because remember, I, I had this conversation with my father. Yeah. Like, and he told me, you know, kind of like explain to me what, what I should do and how it worked. Mm-hmm. And I called my father like, yo. Yo, these niggas is corny. <laughs> like, these niggas corny. Like, I'm not really trying. I ain't even trying to be here no more, right? And my father was like, yo, like, you got to you gotta understand, like, not not saying, you know what I mean? Like, I, I got a lot of homies from Hampton, yeah. you know what I mean? And I grew, we grew relationships with and we moved forward. But my father was like, you got to understand, like, corny niggas run the world. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, you might think they're corny or you might call them corny, but you don't understand, like, it's bigger than that, it's deeper right, than that. You're right. just not relating to them on a, a certain level that you need to be relating to. Yeah. Um, and that conversation at the moment, it didn't stick. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't trying to hear that. I was yeah. in and out, uh, yeah. back and forth to, to Virginia Beach and stuff. Um, but he basically put that and installed it into me, and I understood, like, okay, like, I'm going into this college understanding, like, I want to say that I basically was on a I was on a different mindset right. than a lot of the people that were going into college right. at that time. Yeah. And um, uh, I'm like all over the place, but basically, I went into I went into Hampton with that mindset, and then still understanding what I was coming from, and where I w- what I had already seen, 
Like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to go into that. Mm-hmm. Talking about like my 11th grade year, shot in my leg. Yeah. Like a lot of different things, and that's because I was doing I was partying, I was doing all of these things yeah. that they just trying to do when they get to college. Mm-hmm. I had already done that. Right, you know what right, I'm right, right, like right. through my life. Yeah. So I had all these experiences. So going into college, I basically had the mindset, okay, I'm gonna work a full time job. I'm gonna do everything I need to do, use my network around me, get where I need to go, and then boom, keep it moving, no. keep it pushing. Yeah. But I was able to understand that um, by meeting all of these these guys that made it to college, the same as me, with the same skin colors, we yeah. got the same credentials as me. Right. That, you know what I'm saying? Like we, they, like like uh, HBCU, like this is powerful. Like we have, we got power in the world, <laughs> yeah. and I understood that, and mm-hmm. I put myself in that position. But I just had to stay focused. If I if I didn't keep my mindset that I had, that I can't I can't necessarily attach myself with these people, but I right. can understand, you know what I'm saying, we can relate to each other whenever we need to, and then boom, keep it moving. And that in that same perspective, because I still had I had my own life and I had my own things oh, going on that I wanted to still be attached to, you know what right. I'm saying? But I think the HBCU basically helped me understand that. It helped me understand who I was, where I was coming from, you know what I mean, what I'm up against, right. and what's ahead of me, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I was able to keep it moving from there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, sure. I was all over the place in that answer, but I, I was no, trying I to connect you, the dots on it, yeah. you know what I'm Yeah, and, and it sounded like, you know, when you mentioned earlier, it sounded like getting shot kind of woke yeah. you up, opened your eyes a little bit more. Hey, crazy. Like, like something that you, like, you never really, like, you see on movies and shit, right. like, you, you, you see on movies and you... You understand, uh, you understand what happens when you're playing these games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you you you're running around, but you never really understand until you're sitting down, and you in a bed, you on bed rest for eight months. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because because you stuck mm-hmm. and you put yourself in a position, and um, like it was something that that basically it helped me at a young age be able to understand. I'm playing sports. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, what I mean, I'm trying to do a lot of things. I'm mm-hmm. playing sports, but I'm also not focused when I'm playing, you know what I'm saying? Right, not right. focused playing sports. Mm-hmm. You're not, I'm not putting the work in, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather go hang out than put that extra time in the gym, put that yeah. extra time, you know what I mean, um, training and, and yeah. getting myself together. But uh, it helped me understand that um, basically if you want to do something in life or you want you want to live a certain way, you got to you gotta follow the action suits behind it. You got to yeah. actually put... You got to actually put what you're trying to do. You want to be a gangster, then you're going to go be a gangster. Yeah. You put that behind you. Mm-hmm. If you want to do this, you need to go do this. Mm-hmm. You got to put that behind you. So throwing the, the whole time that I was in bed rest, and um, I was I was my 11th grade year, uh, I was I was in the middle of track season, literally. I think yeah. it was on spring break. That was probably the only reason I was partying like every oh, single night. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> probably every single night we was going out. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, God shot my leg, and it sat me down for, for a long time. I was out of school. And everything, and yeah. basically, I was I was able to put life in perspective, and mm-hmm. that kind of changed my focus and shaped me in. Like, okay, I know what I need to do. It really, right. it really made me the man I am today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Getting shot 16 years old, yeah. 16, 17, whatever I was, like, yeah. it made me the man I am today, and, and kind of like shaped me up and, and changed my life. Yeah, and, and, and um, was that a norm with like your environment? Like, with a lot of your friends getting shot, things yeah. like that? Yeah. So like, 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 um. And I and I just like to be clear, like Virginia Beach, Virginia Beach is it's a 
I don't know. A lot of people don't understand, don't don't know, but Virginia Beach is oceanfront, so it's a, it's a tourist area. Yeah, right. Literally, yeah. it is. It's not. That's all we know yeah, for in DC you know is like saying? go to Virginia exactly. Beach. Exactly. <laughs> like you, if you in that area close to the the DMV area yeah. or North Carolina, some you you know what Virginia Beach got like a little right. you know it's a tourist area. Um, but if you on the outside of the world, which I know this like, like Miami, regular. Florida, like. All they know is they hear Virginia. They like Virginia. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they think of mountains, <laughs> right. cow, cows, and all that shit. <laughs> and it's like, nah, like, Virginia Beach is like, you know, it's got its own. Like, world. everywhere else. Like, yeah. everywhere else. But mm-hmm. aside from that, it's got a little inner city to it, too. You know what I mean? Different areas. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just like any any, any city, any town, any anything. It's got it's got its little area. So, um, basically, we got this area. It's called the Seven Cities. And we try to like detach ourselves from that DMV that, right, right. that everybody say yeah. like you're not <laughs> Richmond or Petersburg right. or whatever. We try to detach ourselves because like it's literally seven cities. It should be one city. Yeah. If it was if it was one city, it'll probably be like looked at or saw that as you know what I mean, uh, uh, an actual big or larger right. city or, mm-hmm. or population. Um, but uh, Virginia Beach is is known in that seven cities as nicer. You know what I mean? They got nicer yeah. newer developments. Mm-hmm. Um, they got uh, our sports teams are like uh, our facilities are like like built for sports teams to right. to be successful. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like it's structured to be to be you know what I mean? Like a prominent area. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, you got a lot of us that was either born in Norfolk or born mm-hmm. in uh, Portsmouth or something that end up moving out towards right. Virginia Beach. And then you know you 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 got you know you 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 keep your same habits tendencies yeah. or whatever so yeah. i say you know a lot of us and and a lot of my guys to this day that we grew up around like like we was into it a lot yeah. you know in the areas yeah so we was into it with a lot of stuff <clears throat> so um so we definitely like almost shaped our own environment yeah. and we created what we created and, and learned the lessons that we learned from but we was always on point we was always um you know, strong enough mentally, mm-hmm. still to this day together, like some of my best friends, like still connected with. Yeah. Um, and we all doing bigger things, you know what right, I mean? With right. our lives, we all like focus on a lot of different yeah. things because we was able to have that balance between streets and, and, and actually uh, the bigger picture in the world, you know right. what I'm saying? Impacting. Right, right, right. Yeah. And um, I was doing some <laughs> research just like on Virginia Beach, just looking from like, I think it was a uh, November. It was like eight people shot in one weekend. Yeah. July was like five people shot in uh, complex, but it was teenagers though. Yeah, so similar yeah, to how yeah. you just said at sixteen, when I was yeah. reading, it was like a sixteen-year-old shot. So yeah. that stuff still going on today. You know, what what advice would you give to some of those kids? Is right in Virginia Beach right now as we speak, and they're trying to figure out and navigate through life and figure out, you know, how can I be su- successful? How can I avoid the streets? Like, what advice yeah. would you give to some of those young men and young women? That's big because like, I wish I would have been able to like look at something or read something or see something that right. would probably like shape me. Um, honestly, the biggest advice that I can do is, is, uh, is find your purpose, find your purpose in life first. Like I said, yeah. if you want to be a gangster, you're going to be a gangster. Right. Yeah, two ways we'll come with it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's two ways out mm-hmm. of it. So you're going to be a gangster. Go ahead. Be a gangster. Cause that's your purpose. Yeah. That's your purpose to be a gangster for whatever reason. Um, but if you want to make an impact in, in any industry, in any, um, opportunity in life that you can you want to you want to be a king you want to be a, a, a provider for your family then you find your purpose and then you you attack it and you put everything you have behind that mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you can't play both sides you can't right. play three sides you can't be all over the place um, you can relate to everything because you've seen it or yeah. you, you at 16 17 you've done everything you've yeah. seen enough 
Yeah. Um, in those areas or those environments, you've seen enough to be able to understand like, okay, this was that, but now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to do this. And the earlier that you can do it, um, basically the, the better to the be better. able to shape you. Cause a lot of them, you know what I'm saying? They, a lot of like, like a lot of my good friends, you know what I mean? They, they, they made mistakes early enough to mm-hmm. where they can't really change their situation now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You get locked up at 15 right. for a murder. Yeah. Right. You make and you win there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From 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 juvenile to the adult, you getting tried as an adult. Mm-hmm. So you can't really you can't change your situation. Right. But if you got time to change your situation and you at that age, you able to recognize, just take perspective and just take reflection yeah. to understand, like, okay, what am I really here for? What's my purpose? Right. What's exactly. my purpose in life? Yeah, and, and I think that's key because that's something that I think um, we all deal with. You know, yeah. sometimes you may think something is your purpose. It might just end up being your passion, and you're steady trying to figure that out. And, you know, when I think about a Virginia beach and think about, you know, finding your purpose, and, you know, we all teens growing up, we growing, we learning. And your background, I think, is different from uh, most teens in that inner city life where they don't have any family structure. Or they may yeah. not have the dad or the mom yep. or the people pushing them. So outside of your household, like what else was your inspiration like that helps you find that purpose? Like, you know, sometimes it could be a famous person that's from your town. Yeah. It could be, I want to be like this athlete or, you know, I know you said you play sports. Like, was yeah. it like kind of the thing? Like, I want to go to NFL. Yeah. So it was like, it was, I'd say it was idols in sports. Yeah. It was uh, aspirations in sports. It was. Um, like when I think VA, I think Vic, Vic and AI. Yeah, all AI. Rip, and the you know crazy I mean? thing was like, <laughs> my, my like, Number one idol in life, like to this day, Sean Taylor, mm. right? So like, and you ask all my friends yes, in VA, right? They all Gene Tech fans. They all yeah. like Michael Vick fans. You know what I'm saying? I was on. I was. I was focused on this individual. Like yeah. it's crazy. Like, like Miami Hurricanes has always been my favorite college football team. Like, mm-hmm. It's like the only. The, that was my first favorite sports team. Period. Ever, yeah. I just saw like. I saw the visors, the mm-hmm. orange and uh, orange and like green <laughs> visors and shit. I'm like, damn, like they're different. Yeah. And they was wilding at that time, like mm-hmm. 2000, 2001. <laughs> and uh, I, I just particularly looked at this individual, Sean Taylor, 6'4", like 220, safety, moving how he was moving. Mm-hmm. And I would just see how he played and see how he viciously attacked life. And yeah. I was like, yo. This motherfucker's a beast. Yeah. Like, he's a beast. Yeah. And I'm like, I would go outside in the backyard, and I was like, shit, by myself. It's raining <laughs> outside. He looking like like his games, Florida State game, I think yeah. it was like 2003, <clears throat> played in the rain, and he just, he had like three picks. And the whole the whole game was crazy. He took yeah. over the game and won it himself. Mm-hmm. And I would play like that, or I would envision myself in the backyard like that because I'm just like, man, like, like this motherfucker is a beast. Yeah. Like, he literally, like, deciding his his day he decided yeah. his life he waking up like i'm gonna do this because i want to do this and how i'm gonna do it and the way he played football was the way i wanted to live my life yeah it was like yeah. i want to be a beast right, like, right. i want to do what i want to do right. how i want to do it when i want to do it and that was like my number one i say my number one idol in sports mm-hmm. and uh i think 2007 when he passed away yeah i was crying i was crying yeah. in school it was, yeah. i was in middle school yeah like 
No, I was in. I think I might I remember been, that. Yeah, I think I might have been in high school. My first freshman yeah, year. Yeah, because so. I was in tenth grade, and yeah. the whole school was sad. Yeah, and yeah. it was like it was. Oh yeah, because DC. Yeah, we man, we was. Crushed. Yeah, I and already a, know. And the night before, it's like you know we heard like oh he got shot in the yeah, leg. Yeah, you so think like, it'd be good. all right? You know, Man, woke up the next up, morning, look at Fox. I mean, it was it was a sad sad it was moment. Crazy bro. and like yeah. like you know what I mean like like my friends and stuff they ain't really like like it didn't hit them as much as it hit me. So mm-hmm. like we talking about it, and I'm I'm tearing up while we talking mm-hmm. about it at lunch. I know they looking at me like what yeah. the fuck? but I was like I felt like he was my brother. Yeah. I remember telling my older brother like yo I think I'm gonna get this tech like on my yeah. neck. It's like R.I.P. Yeah. He like you tripping. <laughs> like you tripping. Yeah. Like, you, you, you gonna be a grown ass man with another grown ass man on you. <laughs> you know, you never met. But right. it was like that deep. That impact, the, though. The impact yeah. you had on my life mm-hmm. was literally that deep. And it's just, you know, coincidence that obviously my life ended up, I became, came to Miami and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, who knows, like, that impact that he had, like, on my life, it, it, sometimes it just takes one individual to, really... to literally spark something in you, spark yeah. something in your life. But it, for sure, Definitely, I want to say came from that sports side of me. Right. That you know what I mean. And that yeah, and that's interesting that you say that because I noticed that a lot of people who play sports growing up. Yeah. In the business or academics, they're real competitive. Yeah. It's like that same competitive nature on the field. They carry it into the classroom. They exactly. carry it into corporate or their careers or yeah. whatnot. And I noticed that like what she was like, you want to really go out there and be the best. Yeah. And for sure. I, and it's like you know being here in a city like Miami, you know everybody has. Uh, similar services to what you offer. You know, right. everyone's, you know, the yachts, creating experiences, things like that. So with Move Around, what's the competitive advantage that you think Move Around has over all of the tons, uh, tons of companies throughout Miami? I'll tell you one thing um, that I think is just not ne- not even just a competitive competitive advantage with other leisure service yeah. companies or other concierge companies, um, just in the world with any company. I think we have an organic mission. Mm. Um, so literally, we want we know what we want to do. We want to impact people. We want to be the global leadership, engaging others in life's opportunity. So um, by having this mission and by knowing what we want to do, mm-hmm. um, I think we separate ourselves from anyone that is just either riding a trend, um, doing something because it's uh, financially uh, it's financially beneficial to their situation, right, or right. they're located in an area where it's going to be financially beneficial. Um, we got a mission that we want to do that's bigger than uh, individually putting somebody on a yacht charter yeah. and, and, and creating a party for them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not necessarily, you know, that's that's a part of what's, what's going to take place. However, what our mission is we want to be able to impact you to be, to, to, to literally, for you to be, for you to understand that, man, mm-hmm. like, these people made me look at this experience yeah. way differently than what than I would have ever thought about yeah. it. And we want you to share that. Yeah. So that we want that testimony to go on to one person, two people, three people, mm-hmm. to the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um I think uh I think that uh the network that we're creating around us, the resources, the partners that we build, um, are all in sync with the same message and the same plan that we have. Because I know right. a lot of times <clears throat> Um, it's easy to take an opportunity when you see dollar signs around it or you see yeah. uh, you see attraction around it, basically selling your soul. Right, right. Um, but you, you making see, sure the morals align. I'm making sure the, the morals align. Dead. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got 900,000 followers on your Instagram, right. man. Um, if you just happen to bump into me um, needing a, a yacht charter from me or, or such and such, um, we, may, we may help 
assist with the business or we may help assist with um creating that vibe but if your morals don't align with our morals um i quite frankly i don't necessarily want to do i don't i don't necessarily need that business yeah. you know what i'm saying it, it doesn't it doesn't bring value to um my my network or my my industry or my right. company you mm-hmm. know what i mean um my my, my team so um, i think i think it's just about us we know who we are we we have a, a identity mm-hmm. and we got a mission behind it <clears throat> so i think that's that's one thing that that helps us um unsaturate ourselves within that right. mix yeah you know what i'm saying stand out yeah because I know there is, there's a, a lot. lot. Yeah, there's a lot of. Um, yeah, and and I know. Um, just thinking about the company, I know one thing you said in one of your interviews is that you know you always wanted access. Yeah. And beyond yeah. that, though, you talked about how you know something uh, a mentor of mine always say you know you should never sit down with someone if you don't have anything to offer. And right. I know you also said in an interview you talked about offering value. So, talk about you know gaining access, but also making sure you bring value. Because sometimes people think you only can bring. So, for example. I've sat down with many people, and I remember when yeah. I first started a network, it's like, man, this person might be a millionaire. And yeah. I'm thinking, you know, what can I offer to them? But I'm at the time young, maybe 21, 22, but I'm thinking that I'm offering a new perspective. This right. person might be 45, and they may be kind of stuck in their ways, and they right. don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. So talk about adding value to people, companies, and things like that. Because, you know, when people see you winning, they see you doing good, you might get the DM or you might get the text, yo, bro, we got link, yo, right. bro, we got collab. Yeah, but yeah, it's like, yeah. how are we going to help? <laughs> how are we going to help each other? Like, Not just me helping you because I'm yeah, popping right now. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, you want to, like, like, it's crazy that you mentioned that because that's my favorite uh, video that we've done yeah. so far on the Move Around Mondays. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably yeah, where you mm-hmm. got it. Yep. So that one was the art of connecting. Basically, the art of connecting, um, my perspective in that is, like, number one, my mind is open at all times, mm-hmm. right? So, um, I did mention I, I mentioned that I want that I, that my ultimate goal is to have access to anything and whatever anything and everything that I can put my sights to and put my visions right. to. Um, and with that, obviously, you have to understand what your resources are. And I understand that my biggest resource is other humans. Yeah. People. That's yeah. my biggest natural resource that I could ever right. attain to. Exactly. But I also understand personalities. Yeah. And I also understand perspective. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I understand that I can come off across as needy or I can come off across as um, I have an agenda. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to understand that, you know, they're, they're, before you come to somebody's table, before you come to somebody's plate, right. or before you come to somebody's, um, yeah, table, table say, sit down and eat with them, yeah. bring something to the table, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Bring something to provide themselves, even mm-hmm. if even if they don't need it, yeah. even if they already got, you know what I mean? You bringing turkey to Thanksgiving, but they already got turkey. Right. You brought something, brought something right. you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's appreciative in, any, in any, anybody's life. Everybody yeah. can understand that. Mm-hmm. So... I think it's always beneficial to 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 basically know what you want to do, mm-hmm. but also know what can get you in that door. Right. And 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 number one thing is bringing value to that person. Yeah. What can you do to help them help you? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, who's gonna say no to who's gonna say no to you bringing 
business to someone, them, right. you know, to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Who's gonna say no to, to business? Uh, obviously, if the morals on the line, yeah. Right. But um, if you come in, you're legit. You're credible. You're credible, and you present yourself how you present yourself. Yeah. Efficiently and effectively. Um, who's gonna say no to that? And that's how I look at it. Yeah. I always look at it like I got opportunity right mm -hmm. now. It's facing opportunity. And yeah. Like uh, it's a, a ex football player for the Kings His name Daquan Johnson. Okay. And his 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 biggest thing I always used to share to my guys when he would say it's opportunity out here. Yeah. It's opportunity. He's like, well, yeah. it's opportunity out there. What you missed it? Right, you right. Miss it? <laughs> and it's like that's legit. Yeah. It's like when you wake up and you step outside, like it's so much space, it's so, so much. much opportunity. But, and then it's like you know, it, you mentioned that it made me think about like one of my core groups, like my all my friends from college. Yeah. We got a thing we call A and O. Okay. And like a lot of people always probably wonder what it means, and yeah. I never, we never say what yeah, it means, but yeah. it means access and opportunity. That's it. And it's like with the power <laughs> of the internet today, it's like we have such an advantage, right? And I hear you talk about presentations, talk about impressions, but I think something that a lot of people lack is that you know you can meet someone, but how do you sustain that relationship? Right. And I exactly. think, and I think I'm big on that. Where it's like to this day, bro, I can text my high school principal. Yeah. I could call my high school principal, my teachers from high school, like we, you know, and, and we still keep in contact. Yeah. And I pride myself on keeping those relationships because it's like you're going to meet people along the way, like from Virginia Beach, Miami, you made new connections right. here. But those other people, too, you want to keep those relationships because you never know how you're going to end up linking exactly. them. And it's like, for example, we met what, 20, what was that, 20, 2019, 19, something, that was not too long 2019. ago. 2019. I'm moving around, grinding, going to Mexico. Then I ended up down here. Yeah, but yeah. it's like from when we first met, I remember you saying, you was like, man, I seen you on the yacht. And I was like, I can see him in the city. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, and your, it's like, vibe, <laughs> your vibe literally matched, you know what I'm saying, the same ambiance as what was, was going. And that just shows the show. That's why you were there. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? You knew you wanted to be there. Right. And you made your access to be there. Yeah. And uh, when I saw you, actually, I think, I know, I, I know what we have followed each other on Instagram yeah. and stuff like that, but um, I saw you, I want to say, either post your next move that you were moving to Mexico yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. And from there, from that, like just seeing and understanding that, I, I was like, man, like this dude, I knew it when I seen him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he going to move around. Like yeah. he's going he's gonna to make himself accessible to whatever he wants to right. do. Yeah. And, from that, like, I understood that and I loved it. And, yeah. and that's where I think the genuine connection came. We had the same perspective. We had the same mindset on life yeah. and, and the access and opportunity, yeah, like back. you just said. Yeah. Nah, that's huge. Yeah, and that's, you know, when I think about, I always tell people, you know, energy never lies. Hustlers going to always feed off each other energy yeah. and relate. And I know for me, it's like, I know you mentioned about Virginia Beach, you know, your family, all those things, but it's always the one thing that keeps that hunger in you. So yeah. like for myself, like my closest friend Ryan, he got killed when I was 15. Yeah. That's always been my why, my goal. Right. You know, like when I got to college, when you find your pain, you find your purpose. You know, in the days when I might be mad, I might want to complain, you know, I think about like, man, my bro dreams was taken away from me at 15. Yeah. He ain't gonna turn 18 to go to prom, college, none of that. So besides, you know, escaping Virginia Beach, making your parents proud, dealing with getting shot what's what's that thing that's you know keep you hungry like what's that one thing to keep you hungry like beyond just the access to something what's yeah. the thing to keep you hungry i think it's it's uh inside of me it's a constant um it's a constant elevation 
that I want to continue to progress in life. Yeah. And I want to continue to see more. I mm-hmm. want to see more. I want to see more. I want more. I want more. I want more. It's elevation yeah. that I keep inside of me that, that, that I feel like year by year, you know what I mean? No matter if it's financially, no matter if it's situation, however, <clears throat> I understand that I don't want to stay the same. Right. I never want to stay the same. Yeah. Even if, if I didn't grow financially one year uh, from the next, mm-hmm. mentally, I know that I surpassed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like laps around where I was at yeah. before or physically, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's a constant elevation that I want to maintain with myself yeah. before anything. And then with that comes all of those other things, mm-hmm. not wanting to... I, I don't ever want to move back to Virginia. I don't yeah. ever want to move back to Virginia Beach. I've elevated from, mm-hmm. from that time of my life. Right. I want to continue to strive to see more. You know what I'm saying? Okay, move to Miami. I love the warm weather. You know, I, I want to continue to see more in life. Yeah. Whether that's the Caribbean, whether that's, you know, another Whatever. country, another continent. Like, it's it's a constant elevation that I want to continue to yeah. To, to grow you, to you ever get people telling you, you you doing too much at once like you know like i know with me like older people they kind of yeah. like you should just focus on one thing at a time but yeah. with our generation in today it's like yeah. you kind of gotta be yeah. into so many things exactly but you ever like get that advice or feel like dang i'm doing this too much i'm doing that too much i, I don't really get too much of that advice okay um like you said older people they, they always do want to make sure that you um you know you 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 not you not like overwhelming, not necessarily yourself, but overwhelming right. the situation. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? They just looking for the best interest, especially older people that's close to you. Mm-hmm. But I tell you one thing that I've done, like in my life, period. Um, and I think I've always been like this. I I diet my life. I don't necessarily, not necessarily just my food. Yeah. Like I diet my life, meaning the intake, whatever like I that. intake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I don't want to see something, or if I don't want, uh, if I don't want that coming into my life or that energy into my life like i i extract it you know what i mean i don't take it in because whatever you take in you know you get immune to it you mm. know what i'm saying you it mm. comes in and it sticks in you it, it, yeah. it flows through you whatever you don't take in or whatever is foreign to you is going to extract it's right. going to bounce off you know what i mean right. you see it you boom you're going it's going to bounce off you and i've had to i've had to grow in steps to be able to intake to, to change my intake, obviously in a in, in a bunch of different uh, uh, areas of life, yeah. relationships, mm-hmm. um, uh, work, obviously careers, um, personality. You know what I mean? Myself, uh, reflect my my own self reflection and responsibilities. So, uh, but one thing that I know that I've done is I've 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 dieted my my whole life to where. Uh, my network around me or what I'm able to keep close to me is 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 tight and it's not necessarily, you know, they understand who I am right, and they understand right. my focus. So and and what I'm doing is not is not gonna put them in that perspective or that right. light. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So but but I definitely understand because I've seen it, I've heard it, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's times all 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 my life growing up as a youngie, yeah. you know what I mean? Like <laughs> My grandma put your pants up, like, right, right. you know what I mean, like all day long, <laughs> yeah. all day long. But it wasn't until I got to a certain point where I understand why she was saying that every day. Yeah. She don't got to say that no more. You right. know what I'm saying? Because I get to a certain point in life where it's like, boom, okay. She like, yeah, he gets it, he mm-hmm. gets it now. You know what I mean? So anything that I do, 
my grandma would probably look at me like, oh, you got a plan behind that. Or, I mm-hmm. understand why you're doing this or what you want to do. Yeah. And, you know, I, I try to keep my intake at a certain level right. to where I'm not even having to have certain conversations. Like, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And um, I heard you mention, you know, not wanting to go back to Virginia Beach. Yeah. Um, not going back to Virginia. I mean, I think anybody moved to South Florida, they're not going to want to go back <laughs> home at all. Yeah. Uh, what, what's, what's your favorite thing down here about Miami? Like, uh, what, what is it? Man, man, like, I know me I in South say, Florida, I love the weather. Weather, Weather's big. Yeah. Like, like, I'm cold right now. Yeah. You're going to laugh at me, but I'm cold right now. Like, but back chilly, home, it's like, like 20 degrees. Back though. home, it's 20. It's like 60 right now. But yeah. it's chilly, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, to me right now. But uh, I say culture, man. Um, I would have never imagined rubbing shoulders with, uh, with 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 people from all over the world yeah. as I am on a daily basis. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's one thing to visit Miami and then you go home. Like man, like when I visited Miami, I was like 14 or something. That was the one time I visited before I came here. Right. We went on a cruise and we stopped here for a day. And uh, I remember telling my mom like. Or when we got back, we went to we went on the cruise, then we got back and went back to the thing. And I think we was all in the house or something. And she was like, "How y'all? How y'all like Miami?" And I was just like, "Man, like, um, you know, like, it's a communication barrier. We trying to go to the store, we trying to get something. They want like right. they couldn't understand English. So I was like, I don't think I moved there. Yeah, yeah. That was my mindset at fourteen. You know what I'm saying? Right. And now, like, understanding and appreciating." How many the, the different cultures and the different mm-hmm. ethnicities, the different everything around, and uh, basically different opportunity to connect yourself yeah. with those cultures and, and those. Um, those it teaches you the importance of adaptability. Exactly. You know what I mean, like, because I think sometimes we think America is America, and it was like, you know, like you mentioned earlier about when I was in Mexico. Yeah. I was in Mexico, don't know how to speak Spanish. Yeah. Then I came to Miami. I'm like, oh, I need to learn yeah, to speak yeah, Spanish you need here to, too. You need to, so, it's, so it's like it made me think about like. You know, when we think about just being prepared and being adaptable, like my mom always said, you got to be a chameleon. Yeah. It's like, it's so key. So it's like, you know, I think about being down here in this culture. For me, it it made me want to hustle more because you're not just seeing maybe people that just look like you or you're not just maybe seeing growing up is usually black or white. You know, down here, you're seeing Latin and Haitians, and you're getting a taste of everything, but everybody trying to get to it. Exactly. Yeah, so the culture here... I want to say, you know, thinking about a business, thinking about technology and specifically your business, how do you keep up with the culture? Because now it's like, you know, back in the, I guess back in the day, but you know, maybe even 10 years ago, things might've stayed the same for a year or two. But today, whatever's hot right now, come March and April, it might be a whole new wave. So how do you make sure that your business stays up to date with the culture to make sure you're serving the people the right way? I think you, I think you, 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 you listen. Yeah. You know what I mean? You listen to, like one thing that I do, whenever I, if I get, if I ever get an inquiry or if somebody ever reaches out or, um, you know, through DM or the website or anything, uh, one thing I always try to do is have a conversation. I try to personally have a conversation because I want to know what is going on in that person's mind. Mm-hmm. What are they thinking? What do they want rather than what am I offering? Because what they want is what I'm able to adjust and see, okay, this is a trend. Right. One, two, three people, they just asked for the same thing. I wasn't doing this before. Yeah. Boom, all right, boom, let's put this in place, run it. So um, I think it's listening, having that, that attention to detail, not necessarily, know, like, you, not necessarily, you know what you want to offer, yeah. you know what your idea is, 
But if you really want to make an impact, then you're really going to listen to what someone needs, right. what people, you know what yeah. I mean? So and I think I, it's listening. I, yeah, I experienced that with you as a customer yeah. where it was like, I was getting a yacht and at first I'm thinking the daytime vibe, but I'm telling you like, man, bro, I'm trying to chill, I'm trying to relax, I'm just trying to lay back. And it was yeah. like, you need the nighttime vibe. And I'm like, oh, what is the nighttime vibe? But when I did it, bro, it was the best thing ever. Yeah. Now it was like, the next time I get in a yacht, I just want to do the nighttime vibe. Right, so right, it's like, right. you definitely, you do a great job of that. Yeah, yeah. Try, I appreciate that, appreciate yeah. that. I try to listen to like, okay, what you really want or what you're trying to do, yeah. and then bring the best opportunity to that situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, one thing about here, Dreams by Any Means Motivation Station, we talk about how faith plus hustle equals success. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one thing for sure, listen to your story, me personally knowing you, I know that you have the hustle, but how's your faith system? When I say faith system, it doesn't even necessarily have to be religious, but right. just your faith system of believing that things are going to work out for me. If I put my mind on something, it's going to work out for me. Hard work, dedication, like talk about your faith system. Yeah, I'm a big believer in, um, I'm a big believer in faith, um, having faith in basically uh, speaking things into existence. Yeah, Understanding the, powerful. Un the universe is, is super powerful. So if you say something, you believe in something, um, you gotta understand you're gonna achieve that. Yeah. You gotta understand that it's coming back around. It's not, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That's, that's gonna meet you face and head on. Um, um, karma, all of those things, you know yeah. what I mean? Being a good person, being kind, mm -hmm. understanding you treat people how you wanna be treated. Right. Um, Hard work and dedication, you put in the work for something, then you not only should you expect the results, you should assume the result. Yeah. You know what I mean? You go into the gym, you waking up 5.30 right. every morning, you're doing the same routine for five days straight, take one day break, and then for six days straight, take a day break, and then six days again. Right. You got to understand, you're going to look a certain way. You're going to change, you know what I mean? What you was not trying to look like into what you're going to look like, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, simple things, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Man, just just understanding uh, that that whatever you putting into motion or whatever you putting into the universe is gonna come back at you, it's gonna come mm -hmm. to you. Um, but my faith, like like religiously, um, great connection with God. Yeah. Um, um, it hasn't always been like that in life. Yeah. I grew up um, grew up in churches okay. um, through my younger ages, probably until about like middle school, high school, where I was playing sports and I was, you know, coming home like, oh, right. I'm tired. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, but, but reconnecting that, you know what I mean? Learning life lessons yeah. as I have. 2020 was the biggest <clears throat> life lesson I've ever had in yeah. my life. You know what I mean? It was, it was something that, um, basically I was able to take myself from outside of my body and look at, look at myself from yeah. the, the outside looking in mm -hmm. and understand, you know what I mean? Habits that I formed, um, taking accountability that my whole situation, current circumstances is based off of the decision that I made. Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, you like that, I was saying you. Basically, um, I feel like, you know, going through that whole 2020 or just that year, yeah. that was the biggest um, development in my life. It took me from point, point B to A, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, in a, in a year. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, um, passing on my sister and just things like that, understanding yeah. what, what, what life really is and my mm -hmm. purposes in life and how, you know, how I can maximize on, on um, my relationships, family, God, um, partners, you know what I mean, friends. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, bro. It, it was it was it was crazy. It's a le- lesson in all losses. Yeah, and, and, and you know, exactly. you kind of went into the next question. I was gonna just talk about losses. Where you're not a hustler if you never took a loss. You're not a hustler like, if you never <laughs> took a loss. You're gonna deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't you didn't necessarily, um, not like you, you, you don't want to not necessarily calling it gambling, but like if you never, you never put something out there, an investment. You know what I mean? You never you never put work towards something and came up short. You never un- you never understood how 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 it works. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, like you said, you're not a hustler. You never took a loss. And, yeah. And that's number one. Um, take pride in that, for sure. Yeah. So you know, as we come to a close, man, and we talk about moving around, your story, um, you know, purpose, all of the good stuff that you covered. Um, what do you want to lead the people with? You know, out of this whole interview, somebody's watching. They may be thinking about starting a business. They may be going through a loss right now. They may be thinking about moving to Miami, yeah. L.A., New York, wherever, you know. What advice would you give to that person? Because I think something that you mentioned in the beginning um, is that it sounds like you've always been fearless. Yeah. And fear is really the main yeah. thing that keeps people yeah. from taking a risk. Yeah. And I know I've dealt with it in my life when my friends may see that I've made so many moves and took so many jumps. Right. But part of me also was just like not being afraid. But, I, but, but the fear also motivated me. Right. It's like, oh, if I'm feeling a little... Should I do this? Should I do this? Why not? Right. But it's like, you know, I think you'll regret more if you don't take advantage of that. Yeah. So, you know, speaking to the people, kind of giving them some, you know, some law about yeah. like how to move around and yeah. how to really be successful. Yeah. So like, I think, I think number one, like you mentioned with, with being fearless and taking those jumps, those are all key uh, aspects of life. But number one, finding your purpose, man, like understanding why you're taking that jump, why you um, are deciding to to do this in life is that's literally what sets you free and what makes you understand that it is your world and you control everything that is is within your sights. Um, I said that in I said that in, a, in an interview, yeah. um, not an interview. I said that in one of our Move Around um, Monday videos, but I say that because it's true. You know what I mean? Like you control. You control everything, everything that happens. Yeah. You control everything that happens by your habits, by your, um, by your, your your progress, by 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 what you put into to things, what you uh, diet your life to be, what you intake. Um, I say just finding your purpose is the number one thing, and then everything else falls in place, and you understand, you know what I mean, what you want to do, what you want to be. Um, yeah. I think like in this world right now, especially the new generation that we have, like it's so many so many talented um, individuals and it's like our newer generations are so and it's probably been like this for years new generation the newer generation are so more inno- innovative than right. the generation before yeah. it's because the resources continue to develop right in front it's of you, you know what I mean like the world continues to develop and it's and it's so it's so um, important to understand who you are, number one. Like who yeah, you are. Yourself, you right. know what I'm saying? Like being yourself genuinely authentic. Um, that's that's my biggest advice. Yeah. Like like being yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna always be trends. There's always gonna be uh it's always gonna be something that you're able to attach to. But if that's not you, it's not you. Yeah. It's not you, you know what I'm saying? You can if you love clothes, then love clothes. You know what I mean? Spend mm-hmm. your money on clothes. Yeah. If you if you don't have a passion for clothes, but it, you know, you see, you know, uh, your friends on Instagram are posting pictures, 
you don't necessarily have to buy those clothes. You don't right, have to keep right. up with the trend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, do what is do gonna, what you do. You <laughs> do be you. you. you, be you. Right. <laughs> All around. Be and you, man. Yeah. And, and that's what I think is the gift and the curse of the internet. You know, I heard Cameron yeah. say somewhere it's like the internet has created where you can be whoever you want to be at this point. You can present to the world that you are this person. But you may not even be that person. Exactly. So it's kind of like that gift and the curse where some people end up trying to be who they're not. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so authenticity, uh, finding your purpose, being you, and um, and taking those jumps, being fearless, like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I can't end the show without asking this question, you know, being a black man in America, myself as well, you know, we think about George Floyd, we think about Freddie Gray, we think about Breonna Taylor, and being in the state of Florida, thinking about Trayvon Martin, you know, these cases of just pretty much has been exemplified that our lives don't matter to certain right. people. You know, what's your thoughts on that? Like, what's your thoughts on Black Lives Matter? What's your thoughts on, you know, being a black man in America? Because I think sometimes people really, when I was, I'm not going to say people really, I think last year with George Floyd was really the first time where people really paid attention and that right. was due to COVID. Yeah. But it's like, you know, you had people asking, hey, this is a safe space. Or, hey, how do you feel? It's right. like, We've been feeling this way, you know, right. because George Floyd wasn't the first, second, third yeah. case. And then after George Floyd, there were more people, you know, that uh, got killed, whether it's by police brutality, um, racism, whatever it is. So just kind of speak to those cases. You know, what's your thoughts on that? I think, man, I think uh, and having to deal with a lot of circumstances in my life and seeing it firsthand, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives truly no matter. Question. Um, and and you know, to the world that understands, we know all lives matter. Everyone knows that all right. lives matter, but in the certain times, there's a time in time and place for everything. And you know? all lives matter <laughs> kill me like you know what I'm saying? Clearly, y'all lives matter, right. but yeah. I was dumb. That's why we say it. Time is certain situation where it needs to understand that Black lives matter in our um, in our uh, in the world, literally, but in our in our particular country and at this time, um, that that has to be enforced. So. You know, I'm a supporter of it. Uh, I think, um, I think that obviously this political change is mm -hmm. good for the good for the, the nation, in my opinion, obviously yeah. in my beliefs. Um, that you know, we 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 got a political backing that's that's for the people, right? Um, not necessarily for whatever financial interest you have or benefit. It's not about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a bigger, it's a bigger realm. I'm for the people in my in my industry and what yeah. I do. So. It's only right for me to understand, you know what I mean, the bigger picture. Yeah. Uh, with Breonna Taylor, with George Floyd, uh, Trayvon Martin goes way back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's and it's it's I could have been that. Yeah, yeah. I could have been one yeah. of those and cases. That's how you and feel. I seen myself in right. those cases. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So And I think too, you know, even since moving to Florida, I'm sure you probably got it from your family and friends. They're like, man, be extra safe down All there. The time. You know, be careful down <laughs> there. Or like even for example, it's times when I'm out driving. You know, Broward County get behind me. I'm riding super clean, but you just got that thought of like, man, like, am I too like dark? Yeah. Am I turning the wrong way? Yeah. You know, and, and, and thank God I haven't been stopped or had any bad interactions with the police Same. since being here. But it's always running through your mind. Always. And that's what I think people don't understand when we say Black Lives Matter is because y'all don't go through that. Exactly. Y'all, when the police get behind y'all, y'all probably just old jolly and exactly. keep it moving. We thinking... Exactly. What am I doing? Is my seatbelt on my mute? I give you an example, bro. And it's sad that it have to be like this. It's times where I'm driving around Broward. I'm, I might be blasting my music. If I'm pulling up to the police or something, I'll turn my music down a little bit because I don't want to draw any extra attention to myself. Exactly. And I know that I'm riding clean. I know that my record's clean. 
But I know when they sense. pull up, when they pull over and they come to that window, you're going to already think something about me. Yep. And, and this is not to say that all police officers are bad, but this is just based on facts, facts. and the interactions that black people have had with police. I've had interactions from high school, college, so forth and so on, where it's so like, long. I don't even want to put y'all in the mix. Exactly. i give you an example. Uh, shout out to my boy Greg. Me and Greg was at finger licking. Somebody hit my car while I was parked. Oh, so they come in telling me, oh, your car got hit, white Lexus outside. I'm like, all right, cool. So I go out. And I was at the point, this is when I really started to transition to the, like, not letting stuff stress me, yeah. whatever, whatever. I'm like, it's cool. I come back in. So the security guy with a finger licking, he's like, yeah, man, you got to call the police. You got to call the police. I'm like, I ain't calling the police. I'm like, I just hit Geico up on the app, yeah. and we're going to go from there. But it's like, I don't even want to interact with them. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? That's just something where I think uh, we are, it's, it's, gonna, it's taking a long, long time, but it's just something to just speak to, like, what black men Right. deal with even if it's a black officer it's just the history of the police force and i mean being in a state like florida where you know the statistics and the yeah. cases you look at like man i don't want to deal with no police exactly. at all so yeah man yeah, I, no, I, i'm, I'm sure. yeah glad to hear your thoughts on that because i Appreciate think it's important it. um you know with a lot of these companies and you being a business owner it's always that you know what's your thoughts on what's going on in society it's not just about the money no more yeah. what's your thoughts on what's going on in society exactly. so. like who are you as a human you know what right. I'm saying? like what's internally what's 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 inside you and yeah. i checked that like, like, I, you could be the biggest billionaire in the world, you know what I'm saying? And I step in your office and uh, I have an opportunity to uh, do business with you mm-hmm. or um, basically, or pretty much uh, inflate my brand based off of my attachment or connection to you. Um, but if your views aren't, you know, if your views are uh, in my sight, humanly incorrect, yeah. you know what I mean, my, in like... my mind, I don't, I don't, I don't want any business. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? I don't, I don't need the business because... At the end of the day, my purpose in life is much more bigger than a, the green, the right. green dollar bill. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, and if you're a hustler, you gonna always get to that money. You gonna always even, get to you know it. What I'm saying like that's not even <laughs> like a thought. Yeah, it's, it's bigger than that. It's, you know it's what more saying? about how you get into the money. How do you get? Like to you it? mentioned earlier, a lot of people sell their soul. A lot of people don't your be morals, themselves. Man. Yeah, it's, it's like they morals. so itching to get it. And them the people that lose it that quick. All the time. Yeah. All the time. Like, like I can't. You know, that's a yeah. that's a whole them. them so that's a whole nother conversation, nah, man. For sure, but, man. But nah, nah, for sure, for sure. It's all it's all about that. Like what's in your mind and what's inside of you. Yeah. But nah, man. I appreciate it, bro. Hey, this is this is something. You know, we always had these talks. Hey, dreams by any means. Yeah. The crazy thing is, I actually did this same format with KV. Really? With uh he was he was starting a uh we ain't local no more. Mm-hmm. And um we actually shared a lot of things that I was able to share now, but he never came out with it. Okay. And obviously, these are years later, so I didn't have a business attached at that point. Like, you know, it's a, it's, it's an elevation from that point. And I'm so happy that that I was a part of what started because I, I, I seen or I heard the audio last week. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all about elevation. And you taking the steps right now in yeah. your life to elevate yourself For sure. in a whole nother dynamic than what you were just a year ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I like. That's what I attach myself to. And I love to see it. So yeah. keep going. Keep yeah. doing it. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be more than happy to ever come back. You know yeah, what I'm no question, bro. Anytime. You already know. For sure. So thank y'all for tuning in to Dreams by Any Means Motivation Station. This was the second episode where we talk about faith plus hustle equals success. And you know when you're in Miami, you got to come move around with Mitch. It's your world. Hey, I'm going to do it, big. I'm going to do it, big. Extra, extra, Mirror on the wall. Who the realest of them all? Hey, had to stay down till it was my turn to ball.
Thank you for tuning into Dreams by Any Means Motivation Station, where hustle plus faith equals success. Stay tuned for the next episode.